Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by a patient and brilliant filmmaker, writer, actor, comedian, podcaster yes. who co-founded what the AV Club called one of the best podcast networks out there, Small Beans, mm -hmm. uh, where you can find he and a bunch of uh, the most talented people we worked with at Cracked hosting shows. He's the host and creator of One Upsmanship on this very network. It's the yes. brilliant and talented Michael Swain! Swain! Oh my goodness! Hey gang, so great up, to be man? here again. I am Michael Swain, a.k.a. I remember when, I remember when, <laughs> I remember when I lost my Michael. There's something special about that Swain. Ooh. <laughs> That's after several months of singing lessons. Still not good. But I just joined TikTok and I was confronted with that run. That's good. <laughs> That's the new running up that hill. Yeah. Wait, is it? Oh, did I've they got... just discover that song? You, you're supposed to have your fingers on the pulse, guys. 
Not yeah, no, 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 no. There's this person did an inc- a specifically incredible run of I lost my mind, and it like oh, sounds like a computer, oh, <laughs> but it's organic. It's she really did it, and everyone's right. very impressed. That's all. I got three C words for you. First, Cosmic Crisp, the brand new Apple. That's the best Apple out there. Cosmic oh, Crisp. Cosmic Crisp is killing it. In fact, uh, our local grocery store is now constantly out of the Cosmic Crisp. Wow. Um, And it says there's a big sticker on it. You know this is how it got me. That says, tastes like candy. And boy, it sure does. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't know what kind of genetic (laughs) monkey shines they got up to. Like, I'm sure it's not healthy, but it's a great apple. And then compote. You left out compote. compote. Yeah, Ah, there's jelly. There's gelée. There's... And a compote. Mash, muddle. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a fan of the compote like that. There's a, a crayon orange compote from Trader Joe's that's excellent. Oh, okay. So what All is right. it? What's the difference between a compote, okay. jellied log, and uh, relish? Well, I watch a lot of competitive reality chef game shows, so I've learned that very little. Like I've learned that <laughs> when you present the dish. Part of it is bullshitting like you used to on high school essays. Like, I really right. think part of it is being very good at calling it a gelée and staying up with the new trendy lingo, like a puree is sure, now something sure, sure. else I forget. You're like, okay. it's a consomme. <laughs> and uh, I think it's just words. But I would say there are broad categories, and they usually refer to, like, the viscosity. Right, Miles right. had it right. It's the chunk. You see the meat of the nut or the chunk of the meat or whatever Flesh. you said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meat of the fruit. fruit but meat. I think compote fruit to meat. me implies multiple. It's cranberry and you got some orange in there. A compote, a compote is when you do, when you make a jelly, do you also like boil it in like sugar water? Horse bones. Well, I do know jelly is like when like the can, like solid. And then jam is when there's still, yeah. Yeah, from my time of watching those cooking shows, too, I think it's like when you have, when you're, like, cooking the whole fruits down in, like, sweet water, and then from there, like, you can, I don't know, who gives a shit? This is, this is a terrible cooking show. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, it's it has to be cooked in syrup to be a compote. That's why ah, I like it. Tastes okay. like candy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're seeing a, a trend here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like that marketing now for fruit is like, man, fuck the fruit part of it. This shit tastes like candy. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, great. Yeah. That. Cosmic Crisp is such yeah, Jack, a, you've been such a up choice with that. the name. I love it. Yeah. The little circular sticker on it is a little galaxy, purple galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very hype for an apple. I guess that's the only way I can say it. <laughs> yeah. Cosmic. Yeah. yeah. It also like suggests some like psychedelia it mixed in there. That's what I, I mean. They have a very specific vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not it's your granddaddy's cross, apple. It's a cross We're, between the Enterprise apple and the Honeycrisp. So I think the Enterprise is is what's giving you the cosmic. Ah. Uh, yeah. Is that real? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Enterprise. This is on CosmicCrisp.com, like the fucking <laughs> lobbying site of the fruit itself. Wow. I like to stand there at the apple aisle like it's a weed dispensary and just, you know, talk up and down the various strains. Right. This apple gives me a real body. <laughs> tang. Truly, I don't know. What do apples Yeah, give me? I truly can talk about apples all <laughs> day. Talk the to the jazz, grocer. The jazz really the had jazz a, op- a strong opening and then has, has it really held on as much as I wanted so, to. Gala I'm, used to yeah. be my standby. Will you fuck with a gala? I do. Uh, they don't retain their crispness as qu- as much as the honey crisp. Like I, I, I have had some mealy gala mm-hmm. before, whereas honey crisp are like you know ninety nine for a hundred. You know they're they're almost yeah. always crispy. Yeah. Whereas gala, it's 
It's a little bit more of a crapshoot. They're almost they're almost always really good though. So Gala. I'm in a purple train wreck. Apples right now. What's that? <laughs> it's just a weed strain. Yeah, I know. I was gonna be like, wait, hold on, nah, nah, what? Because that got my ears perked up. I was like, well, hold on. How do you well, do you that? know, you smoke through a hollowed out apple, but right. people underestimate how important what kind of apple Dude, is. and then affects <laughs> the weed as it goes through. And then totally. you eat it after if you're a mm-hmm. real fucking loser, oh, yeah. like we would in junior high. I do feel like uh, not Honeycrisp, Granny Smith would be because it feels like it's the densest, hard, hardest apple. It, would Granny Smith be the the best apple to smoke out of? And it already kind of that flavor I find is adjacent to what lawn trimmings smell like anyway. So you yeah. got the grass grass synergy going on. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. You don't want it. Yeah. Just. It, it feels like a utility fruit. You know what I mean? Where it's a yeah, shit really apple. To, yeah. It's a just straight eat. Bad apple. Can we all agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a, not a great apple. Great it's a pie apple. Yeah. Great pipe. <laughs> great pipe, yeah. terrible fruit. That's right. Rowan, got to ask you, our guest, uh, what is something from your search history that is re- you know, reveals something about who you are or what you're currently searching, I guess? You know, I actually looked back. I was like, what? Who am I? What can I tell from my search? And what quickly was revealed to me is that I have been checking the uh, snow report a whole. I live in Vermont, so I've been checking mm. the snow report a lot the past few days because uh, there's a great cross country ski place like half an hour away from me. And oh wow, like winter just hit Vermont hard out of nowhere like a week ago. Like I got back from a trip and there was snow on the ground. I was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> but then after like a, you know a short batch of depression, I was like. But snow. So then I yeah. started checking the ski report, and uh, yeah, the with this one ski place just opened. So that's my okay. winter salvation. How's still looking? Um, they're they're open for sure. Down okay. like the downhill places like stuff. They're they're going. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I, I'm saying the one ski place I know in Vermont. I used yeah, to play you hockey <laughs> in that area. So like I went there once, and I was like, yeah, I know about Stowe. But <laughs> wait, so did you grow up uh, in New England? Yeah, I did in Vermont. Wow. Okay. So that's very like. The way you just talk about it, it's like, yeah, the winter comes. I'm from the San Fernando Valley in L.A. where we have no seasons. Know. So whenever I hear like or even you, Joel, or, or like Justin mm-hmm. talk about Chicago and like winter, I'm like, wow. <laughs> and, you, and your coats, they don't get hot, right? When you're walking around, you don't get hot in your jacket. You got to take it off in the middle of the street. Cool, cool, cool. So I'm always I love I love hearing people be like, I'm checking for actual sweaty. snow. A 20 degrees can be like a, a curse and a blessing, you know, because it's 20 degrees is like the cold you can stand. You're like, it's, it's definitely cold, but it's also cold. I want to die. Right. You know, but anything below that, suddenly you're like, it's OK if my body shuts down. I don't, wow. shouldn't have to be faced with this level of brisk air hitting my skin. 20 ever. degrees. 20 degrees sounds like certain death for me. But what, Rowan, what, what, where are you at? What's what's your temperature scale like as a as a Vermonter? Yeah, 20, 20 is kind of like that magic tip where, like, if you're out doing stuff in it, exercising, right. you're pretty warm. You're like, oh, it's not so bad. Once it gets down to the teens, like, even if you're, you know, working pretty hard, it's, yeah. it's pretty freaking cold. Right. If you haven't done a winter before, remember to pop out your piercings before you go into the cold. My roommates had to learn that the hard way. They were <laughs> what? Also from California. Yes, your the metal will freeze in your skin. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're just so laid back in California, man. Like, what are you talking about? There were like two hoodies is like a coat, right? Like, no. Yo, I even know that. No, two hoodies is not a coat. But I yeah, like and it. and don't lick a metal ladder. I did that once when I was a kid. Uh, Never oh, again. No. Yeah. yeah, look, that's California math for you. Uh, Rowan, what is something you think is overrated? All right, so 
I'm going to get myself into trouble with this one. All right, go ahead. I've started to think, you know, and you know, like, so I'm a, I'm a professional food writer, right? I do a lot mm-hmm. of tasting, like closely, like thinking about, oh, does this go with this and so on? I'm starting to think red wine is overrated. And that's Whoa. Like, yeah, exactly. Wow. Go Whoa. on. Tell me why. I mean, like, yeah. admittedly, Rowan, I, the, I know, I know, I know about wine, but I'm not like, my palate isn't that discerning. Like I know different varietals, but I'm not out here. Look, most of the time I'm like, is it screw top or cork? Yeah. But what what do you what tell me like walk me through so I can I can say something cool at Thanksgiving be like oh y'all drink a red wine <laughs> yeah I I go for it I, th- I think you should I, so yeah um like red wine is kind of considered like the ultimate drink right it's really concentrated intense flavor a lot going on and you know white wine is kind of kind of considered like you know for lightweight it's a little bit. Oh, like for like, if you fuck with wine, like you want the reds because they're right, real, like right. there's so much to white. Do. Okay, gotcha. you know, white's fine, but then you know, want real flavor. You're going for red, and like the really, really, really expensive bottles are all red. Like the super, sure. like, you know, like the two thousand dollar bottles are all red. Oh yeah, that's true. You never see someone like, and here's my six thousand dollar rosé. Correct. Or something like exactly. that. Right, okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like rosé, twenty bucks. It's maxed out. Right. So red wine's supposed to be super great, but like you know. Like I do all, I spend all this time like tasting stuff, like drinking different things with different foods. And I just started to think like, man, this red wine is kind of like overdone. It's like somebody should have taken the skins out before it got so red. It feels mm. like a flaw. And like, you know, beer and white wine and other things, I think go better with food. But that's a very uh, controversial thing to say. In yeah. The, in I the mean, snooty I, foodie world. Yeah, I'm sure. Because everyone's like, you got to like red meat. You got to have red wine. Exactly. And I'm always like, all right. And I tried to do that where people are like, no, it really enhances the flavor. But I'm the kind of person who does not drink liquids when they eat. Like I don't. I'm like an end of no, meal drinker. Like nothing. Yeah. Not, not even water. Yeah, I nothing. don't sip. I don't wash it down. I'm like, I'm focused <laughs> on the meal. That's just how I that's how I've gotten down since the beginning of times. But so like when people voice me like, you got to try that with this. I'm always like, OK. And I'm like, and then after like have this red one. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, doesn't put a terrible taste in my mouth, but that's also not like necessarily the culinary experience I seek all the time. Yeah. 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 I'm a you rosé girl. And if they offered a $600 bottle of rosé, I would be the kind of person to buy it. I'd be like, what is happening? Is it <laughs> but, sparkly? Did they put gold in it? I'm right. ready. <laughs> I wonder if that's why like everybody drinks natural wines and shit now. Like, I feel like that's become like mm. a real popular thing now, less so than like, you know, drinking a full bodied Chianti or something is everyone's like, oh, skin contact, natural wines. That's what I always see. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's that's happening. And it's sort of it's starting to like undercut this whole like this myth that red wine, the good red wines are these super concentrated ones. Yeah, good. I'm glad to, I'm I'm glad you said that wrong because whenever I taste those, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to be like, oh, my goodness, you're right. Is yeah. this? Were these like Spanish oak casts that were you? <laughs> mm, like I yeah, can't, there's totally. no way I could do that. Keep the Spanish uh, oak away. Like just give yeah. me a beer. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I'm like, thank you so much. But I, I don't know if I can pretend along with everyone like this. What is something you think is overrated? <laughs> Let's be honest. Twitter. <laughs> mm. Oh, go on. Wow. wow. Hit him with yeah. it, Steven. What's going on over there? Oh, you want to hear some real tea? Yeah. <laughs> Between you, me, and the wall? Uh, it's not looking so great over there. Oh, no. <laughs> Watch, by the time this comes out, you might have actually killed fucking Twitter. 
I know. Like you're really, you're really flying close to the sun right now, man. Y'all, if this comes out Monday and you're getting the whale shit on your on your browser or phone, Stephen, is there like a PO box that can send you veiled threats? Uh, no, just uh, tweet, tweet at okay. me. Okay, okay, there you go. Yeah, are you are you looking at the like? How are you experiencing the end of Twitter or like the Twitter freakouts that are happening on the platform? Are you just like watching? Are you do you feel compelled to say things? Because when I look at Twitter, it reminds me of like having senioritis in high school where I'm like, yeah, man, a lot of these people are getting like sappy about this shit. I'm ready to go, you know, right, and, right. and I'm high every day in class and because I don't give a fuck if the teachers catch me this time. But I do feel like it is sad, though, because I'm like, well, I don't want it to go away. But also, I don't have the energy to express any of it. Quite yet. Like my Twitter feed is most times something happens. It is all just comedians doing their jokes about it and anything i could possibly think of to say funny somebody on the east coast already <laughs> yeah said it for you so, four right. hours ago yeah yeah i'm like ah oh, that would have been good that's me yeah. just scrolling down like oh that's funny yeah i mean one or, thought i oh, had was that's not funny <laughs> one thought i had was like if it's really going down just change my avatar and just go mask off aol chat room troll like on ignorant people like when I used to have that kind of energy, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to dabble in that. But I just see so many. <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm an old man now. I've learned, you know, it's not, it's not worth <laughs> just the energy. Full like MAGA. What, what, what would you do with your? I don't even know, man. I, I don't know. Like I look at my drafts and shit, and I'm like, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. the times <laughs> I've withheld like fucking atomic blasts on on threads and shit. But it's like again, I think it's mostly to do with the fact that. But the the dangerous part for me was getting too caught up in like it being uh purely like for my ego expression on Twitter. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I like lurking. I'll do that. Healthier for me. Very lurking. Yeah, very lurking. What is something you think is underrated? Scheduling sex. Speaking of reaching <laughs> middle age. Um, <laughs> I think we, yeah, my partner and I, didn't have sex for some length of time that I guess I'm not even willing to disclose because it's so long. And we were like, you also get in your head equating it to expectations like, oh, no, does that in yet yeah, everything else in the relationship was like ideal. And it's like, what does that mean? Is the spark dead or whatever we're supposed to be or have or do? <laughs> and we came to a place where, no, it's like uh that first initial, it, for us, it was like two to three years, but that phase where sex just organically happens constantly, always abates, and then there's no shame. And like, I'm very, very busy doing a lot of shit. So I want to tell people out there, I want to spread the message that scheduled sex to keep the intimacy connection there. Super useful tool. And yeah. don't get hung up about like, what does it mean that it's scheduled? So, I mean, we're currently in disagreement about this a little bit. So... We've been doing phenomenally scheduled, precision sex. The train's always <laughs> running on time. For some time now, it's been going great. My partner last night was like, "It that is good. It's a useful tool. I think we should also start mixing in. Sometimes, what if it's a surprise or spontaneous? And my first impulse, I got to say, was I was like, nah, like I'll see you <laughs> Sunday at 2.30 for 45 minutes of build, 12 minutes yeah. of like core work. Yeah. 60 yeah. <laughs> seconds to two minutes of refractory period. The drill. Right, I am right. super routine based and I'm, I love it now. But I'll, we're, so now we're going to try and be spontaneous yeah. again, too. Have you ever tried 
to be spontaneous. Like it's, it's almost <laughs> it antithetical. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. 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 I, but look, I like, I, I like fuck protocol. Yeah, I Those love who it. Respect <laughs> yeah. fuck protocol. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I think it's totally something that like even, yeah, me and being in a long-term relationship, like you always think about those things. You're like, whoa, what? the momentum of like being younger and hornier with less responsibility, like is something wrong with us? And right, you're yeah. like, no, uh, life is evolving. And it's also about like, you know, when you're in a relationship that's like meant to last, you look at those things and you navigate them together and you come up with things to address them. So, yeah, rather than feeling guilty, it's like, no, you're trying to optimize things, you know, shout out also, fuck protocols. Yeah, for sure. Again, it's the hung up on plans I made, like somewhere in the midst of puberty when I was constantly horny. I heard people older than me saying that actually wears off eventually. Life gets in the way, like, but it's fine. And I thought, no, it's not fine. <laughs> not in my relationship, chance. we will bone every day forever because that's how we'll, I'll know we're <laughs> so in love more than those people. But that's a plan I made when I was a horny like, 16-year-old <laughs> boy. Why would that be a viable plan in your mid-30s? It makes yeah. no yeah. sense, right? A lot of couples therapists also like echo that this is a great tool to have. Yeah. So if, you're, if you feel like, because I, I also think that, first of all, like the more you know someone, the more you're like deep into adult life, spending a lot of time like, you know, doing bills and planning your lives together. It's an I don't know. It's just like it becomes the the momentum towards like that conversation. It can be like awkward <laughs> to like skip from this like very you know, normal mundane to asking to have sex. And then I feel like it yeah, can totally. be a also an awkward conversation to ask to plan it. But like, it, it's definitely worth it. And also, if you need help asking to plan it, like there are plenty of resources out there that are like, this is the cornerstone of like many he healthy marriages. So just be like, I was reading this relationship book or, you know, go totally. see a couple yeah. therapist or getting yeah. over that idea that it's that we though you can't do that though. That ruins the magic. It was right. huge. Yeah. yeah. Way yeah. better now. The magic isn't spontaneously fucking all the time. The magic is being connected to someone <laughs> that right. you can yeah. communicate your needs to and navigate life just together. Get that yeah. oxytocin however you need to. Yeah. And or, yeah. you know, or just come up with a song that when you play it, they know what time it is. You know yeah, I mean? God only knows. Boing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that French horn solo comes in, yeah. you know. You get super too messed, but you're also sobbing. It's a weird yeah. scene. It yeah. just, it just, I don't know, babe. It just puts me in the right space, you know. Like I'm thinking about how we're on this mortal plane and how transient everything is, you know. While also, it makes like, me feel alive now, yeah. alive now. God and God only knows that I'd be without you. Specifically, I mean, it's like it all fucking makes sense. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to top to top some quap to talk some top twenty seven. <laughs> Self skip. Sorry. <laughs> that gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. 
or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Cause Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we're back. Mm -hmm. And so is same-sex marriage, even interracial marriage, is back in the spotlight. Like it never left. Oh, I thought it's back. It's It's happening again. Yeah, we're sick of it (laughs) over here. (laughs) That's how I express that, like, I'm having marital troubles, is I'm like, uh, interracial marriage, guys, not great. I'm the poster boy that they hire. I'm like, I'm telling you guys, you don't want to do it. Yeah, my life is terrible because my parents are so reckless not sticking with their own. That's right. But yeah, the uh, ever since the Senate moved the Respect for Marriage Act to a vote, uh, like it's just been full freakouts on the right. I feel like the last ten days or so has been just a lot of like Republicans and like people in the mainstream who are like, "Wait, the status quo as we saw it isn't." What? 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 What's happening here? They're like utterly confused. The first, first guy, Brian Brown, who's like the head of this hate group, the National Organization for Marriage, 
is so angry about what happened. He wrote this email to like all of the people who are, you know, supporters of this uh, hate group. He said, quote, sadly and tragically, the United States Senate with the collusion of 12 turncoat Republican senators who betrayed their party platform and the votes of 50 million Americans who enacted state constitutional amendments defining marriage as the union of one man and one woman have voted to impose same-sex, quote-unquote, marriage on the nation. This is a very You can use a couple M-dashes, but that's a run-on sentence, my friend. Yeah, that's, well, that's, look, when you... Come when on. You're, <laughs> when you're, when you're that mad, I guess, yeah. Yeah, grammar goes out the window when you're so filled with hate. Now, yeah. this isn't the Brian Brown... Australian actor who played Tom Cruise's sensei in Cocktail, right? <laughs> no, I don't think it's the same. No. It's not. It's not the guy from FX. FX Two. No, no, no. With not Brian that guy. I thought that was Michael Caine in both of those cases. Yeah, he does look like <laughs> he, is, he does kind of look straight like straight to Caine. crackle Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah, he's the kind of guy who ends up on Nathan for you, saying he's a Michael Caine impersonator. And you're like, yeah, yeah and this guy's kind of weird. He was an Aussie, but it's all good. That is Steven. Like, for somebody who came on and said, you're not going to get me to talk about people who might die. Wow, taking shots. Brian Brown is alive. If I talk about older people, then it's like, that wasn't me. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, Well, we'll see. Young Bucks like Aaron Carter. It's like, uh uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. Plausible deniability. Great power comes great responsibility. This letter goes on to say, this is a very disappointing development. It feels like a punch in the gut from people who regularly portray themselves as conservatives and people of faith, yet who have voted with the radical homosexual lobby and the most extreme elements of the Democrat Party. Be assured that we intend to hold them accountable. (laughs) At the end, he's like, we need donations, too, man. And there's like a thing like at the bottom says, donate crypto, too. Really? But I, you know, oh, it's a, it says you can donate in crypto. Yeah, the sign off. It's like donate yes. this, donate that, and he says donate crypto here. It's like <laughs> wow, like a scam on top of a scam. Honey, hey, if you're embarrassed to have the paper trail, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, is that the is that I, I haven't donated crypto in a long time. Like, is that who's still mainly <laughs> like advertising the crypto? Is like people being people who are like, yeah, you'll probably be ashamed by this. So I, I don't even know what what the point of that is. I think it's just sort of like they're they're going all out. Also think because a lot of the thinking is, look, usually when this many people like, you know, get it to a vote, it means they got the votes to pass it for the final vote. Unless we can get to enough people in the House of Representatives. Please give me one hundred thousand mm. uh, dollars because you hate people getting married to who they love. Anyway, then one of the like televangelist former spiritual advisor to Donald Trump has just been like, I think, just seeing everything wither away from like the abortion smackdown to the then like the the Senate pushing through the Respect for Marriage Act, going just guns blazing against Donald Trump, just saying if just everything like I think this person just had enough and said, quote, if Mr. Trump can't stop his little petty issues, how does he expect people to stop major issues uh, and goes on and just talk about how He's, he acts like an elementary school or elementary school child. And, you know, his focus on like these smaller issues completely betrayed like the the momentum that the evangelical movement had, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I think it 
it, it, yeah, they're having a little bit of a hard time. And it, his, it sort of boils down to he's just feeling like if he wasn't such a piece of shit, they would have been able to do more harm to non cishet Christians. Yeah. Uh, what does it I'm take to call yourself an advisor for a president? You like a meeting, a single meeting? A yeah, that's why I like. There's so many people who are. Yeah. Yeah. Like put that on like their, that, put that on their CV. It's like, what, what a did picture you do? next to them? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a red phone on his desk? That he's always like, or I feel right. like it's like that lie. I would hear like Gen X or boomers say like in the early two thousands where they're like, I used to be a roadie for this band back in the day. And they'd like right. tell you some lie. And you're like, how do we like, I can't even verify that. And so I'm like, that guy's not a, was never a fucking roadie for, or like for brands who are brands who are the official yarn of NASCAR. Well, they get to do that because they're the they get exclusivity as a sponsor, and then they can say, "Yes, we are the only yarn who bothered to be like we know our customers." Uh, yarn gang loves NASCAR. Vroom vroom. They love Earnhardt scarves. It's just it, it again the the confuse. It's like a lot of confusion around what you hear these conservatives say, like when it comes to what happened with people actually, you know, voting for in, in increased body autonomy or the idea that like Republicans were also willing to say, yeah, man, you can get married to whoever the fuck you want. It's just like the wheels are spinning in this way that they just cannot get over the idea that it's like it's it's always been a losing strategy we've only been able to stay relevant through all the disingenuous like map fucking and things like that. So I just want to hear from Ben Shapiro. I do. And so do you. I do too. Well, we got him on to. the line. Uh, got him on the dollar. line. Ben, Sh- ben Shapiro's argument, he's like completely incensed by this. And he's saying like, I, I, I don't know. He, he's just trying to say it makes sense that only a man and a woman, a, a cis man and a cis woman get married to each other because Fucking aliens can even see that or I don't hear. Is that is, is this a new one? Because I feel like I've heard his arguments on this subject before. It's he's I, he's pretty in uh, pretty ideologically ignorant uh, mm. and consistent with that ignorance. So, yeah, you probably have. This is him just screaming at Matt Walsh, who's just like oh, not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, this is recent. Matt Walsh looks like he's wearing a fake beard. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> So it's not the Matt Walsh. The, not from UCB. It's not, the, it's not the Matt Walsh from UCB. Although it could end up being because this person is clearly wearing a disguise. Okay, here's, okay. Here, here we go. I'm, I'm highly annoyed by the constant derogation of non-religious arguments into religious arguments. And this is what the left loves to do. They like to say, you're pro-life. The reason you're pro-life is because of your, your crazy religion. And so, uh, yeah, right. It's because I mean, you, you, you say it yourselves when you say why and go, because the Bible said. Huh? Okay, but or okay. I I also like to you know appeal to white supremacy as well. The other thing <laughs> that you seem to be uh, would you rather that Ben is yeah, that because well, that I I do feel like the the thing you're railing against is actually the polite thing that the polite mainstream media says is like well it's just their religious beliefs that's like them taking you at your word yeah yeah you being nice about it. Yeah. Maybe we can respect your crazy religion along those. That, that is not the argument for marriage. The argument for marriage has literally nothing to do with religion. You could be an, an, a visitor from, from Mars and, uh-huh. and you could see that all of human procreation oh, oh, relies alien. on man, woman, child. This is not particularly difficult stuff by essentially 
boxing in the argument in favor of traditional marriage into, well, if you're a crazy religious believer, maybe we'll let you have that. But, you know, if you're, if you're baking, a, if you're a cake baker, then we're not sure about that. Right. I mean, like we're not sure how far this this religious liberty thing extends. What you're really doing is you're setting the ground game at same sex marriage and traditional marriage are completely the same thing. And if you object to it, the only reason that we'll even allow you to do that is because of this crazy thing called religion. Anyway, good gish out there. Pat. Yeah, yeah. But that's a loser. And you that's have a to loser. believe they are completely the same thing in order to argue against Ben Shapiro. Yeah, they are completely the same thing. Yeah. Oh, did you see Matt Walsh freaking out because uh, the men's the U.S. men's national team for the World Cup are like including a rain like a rainbow spectrum on the like the crest of the men's team because Cutter is so like just violently homophobic. He you like couldn't what? believe that they would do that. It's like just shut up, fool. Like you know welcome what? to twenty twenty two. The midterms didn't quite have me over the edge, but now I think we can officially say we've won with the <laughs> with the rainbows on the on the World Cup. I th- I think we we can yeah, just stop I paying attention to this disaster stuff of a World a, Cup that's about to call happen. it a dub. It's yeah. a W. You guys lost. They yeah. Put <laughs> I saw that Target had dog toys that said "Yes, Queen." like two years ago. And I was like, well, yeah. I can tune out. That was the tip of the spear, <laughs> Stephen. That was the tip of the spear. But we're it's been a systematic movement to get to this point where the rainbows are on the uniforms. Yeah, it, it's just, it, it, we're, we're, it's like this whole week has just been people in like their insulated echo chambers, like actually being confronted with what like, like uh majorities look like and they're like what the fuck like whether that's like elon <laughs> musk not knowing how any of this shit works or these be like yeah. the fuck is but i thought elon musk i thought y'all wanted so the blue good. check i thought the thing was you saw the blue check as being like a college degree and if i democratize that then you it would all be great and they're like no you're just all the people that you that are like your suck-ups just hate people like really just hate the journalists that have blue check marks like rather than the like practice of having verified accounts you haven't heard from a person giving you objective facts in the past i don't know 15 years or since your dad said he didn't love you or something like that yeah, <laughs> that was the last objective last truth time, that yeah, he heard. Because you uh, you're a bad kid, man. Like, yeah, because you're gross. Uh, you're just like a bad, gross person. You're bad. But, yeah, you sorry, you Elon. are bad. That but, bad. that thing that that tells you that at the core of your soul and makes you be this way is actually correct. But yeah. this is the one kind of locus of truth that you have inside your whole being. But the the other thing that he got big wrong this week was or last week was when he was like ultimatum, put up or shut up. If you're not on board with me, then you're out my way or the highway by tomorrow. And then like as it was coming and nobody had signed on with this thing, he was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, my, my bad, my bad. Uh, actually, <laughs> everybody uh, just resigned. Yeah. And now he's like, uh, come by Twitter to like tell me about code you wrote. Like, <laughs> it'd be great if you could fly in. Obviously, if you can't, you can Zoom. I don't I don't know if I'm going to cover those costs, but. Get right. your ass in here. I don't yesterday. know if I'm gonna cover this cup. <laughs> okay, of course not. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 big bad. Well, on on the subject of just you know complete and total victory in the world of culture. Yeah. You know, and our long term strategy to just make it so nobody can be a Christian mm-hmm. ever again, mm-hmm. and that Christmas is a word that you can't even say punishable by death. Candace Cameron Burr made headlines all over the world for being an asshole. 
Oh, okay. So this, I hadn't really thought about her for a long time because my therapist told me to to stop doing that. (laughs) They they were like, you got to stop, man. Your therapist, Jody Sweeten. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, so she's Kirk Cameron's sister. Is that, that like made sense of the story. You didn't know that? No, I just had forgotten it. Like I remembered it back then, but like as this came up and I was like, wait, oh, right. She's part of that whole thing. So. They're the straight to crackle Jason and Justine Bateman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she used to star in lots of Hallmark Channel holiday movies, but left to star in movies for the newer conservative Christian network, Great American Family. Mm-hmm. And she brought two of her full house stars with her, including Aunt Becky herself, Lori Laughlin. And so this is this is a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. she's it, she she's a soldier in the culture culture war. She's she's ready to put her life and career on the line by taking a huge payday. Mm-hmm. Thank you for and your service. Thank you for your service, ma'am. But Great American Family describes itself as a channel celebrating faith, family, and country and is owned by a company started by Bill Abbott, who was the guy who was running Hallmark when they refused to run an ad on their network that had a same-sex marriage in it. So, oh, he, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, Remember this is probably the era when you couldn't have magic in Hallmark films. That probably lines right. up with this guy's philosophy. Okay, yeah. So, Hallmark have made efforts to diversify their Christmas movies with several movies featuring gay couples in recent yeah. years. And Candace Cameron's comments were condemned by everyone from Glad to Stephanie Tanner herself, Jody Sweeten. There you Your go. Therapist. <laughs> yeah, my my therapist, Stephanie Tanner. Good for her, honestly. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I assumed she was one of the ones that they had brought over, but it seems like she she's come come around. You know. Yeah. She did not say how rude because uh, that wasn't her line, right? Not even when the cops no, that was one hundred percent her line. <laughs> that was how uh-huh. rude. Okay. Oh yeah. That's I thought I, I pictured one of the Olsen twins saying that. No, that's reason. you got it. She said you got it, dude. You got it, dude. Or you got it. You're dude. in big trouble, Mister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it takes agree. two. Right. Stop. Stop. Don't talk oh, about no. the Olsen twins. I went to school with them. And I, yeah, you I did, went to right? a dance with one of them one year. Uh, we got wow. the bit. It's fine. That was a huge deal. <laughs> when I when I was like in college and I guess you were in high school, I visited my friends in L.A. And they were like going to a party that one of the Olsen twins were at. And it was like a, a big deal to everyone. They were like, oh, my God, the Olsen twins. So you must have been Mr. King shit, man. Going to a dance with one of the Olsen twins. I don't know. I think I was just like the cool, like chat boy of color at the school. And, you know, it just uh, made them look cool. I don't know. You know, that's my own self-worth. I'm working through in therapy. Why did why did they come with me? I don't mm. know. I don't anyway, know. I but, think of a, a party, a party with the Olsen twins. In my head, I'm like, oh, the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That would be yeah. pretty cool shit. To or it's to. like when it's it's like a party like you've never fucking experienced, and you don't know if it's like fun or totally weird and boring when you like, go. Oh. Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's like everyone's wearing newspaper masks and humming this one melody. Like, huh? <laughs> But yeah, so she issued a non-apology blaming the press and painting herself as the victim of a toxic media system which falsely sought to sow division by reprinting the thing she said, which I let let me did I read her quote? Let let me make sure I have it. Okay, so she came under fire because in an interview 
in the Wall Street Journal, she said that gaffes, Christmas content, would only feature traditional marriage. The traditional yes. family, of Sad. course. Yes. <laughs> the traditional family, of course, being three kids, one dad, his former college roommate, plus his dead wife's drunk playing <laughs> brother, and his entire family all crammed into an attic, I think. Right. And, and a dog sometimes. And right. I don't know if you saw the thing. There was this video that was kind of blown up on the internet about how there was this big plot hole in Full House where Uncle Jesse talks about dropping out of high school, but then he said he didn't, like in later episodes. And this guy, like, his mind was blown. And for 16 years, he was trying to contact the writers of Full House to be like, you know, like you said, he dropped out of high school in season two, right? And like, it's like a really interesting video, but they know. The guys, Jesse, Uncle Jesse's a fucking. Also, you can drop too. out of high school and go on to go to college. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's also, like Uncle Jesse seems like the type of person that he he could have like been valedictorian and but wouldn't tell anybody because oh, that would undercover smart yeah. guy. Yeah, didn't want to fuck up. His yeah, brain. yeah, because he's got this yeah. persona that mercy. he's got. He yeah, went to yeah. MIT, dude. What the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> he's like the guy from The Offspring. He's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, like that, you know, this shouldn't be that surprising. The act of making a bigoted Christmas movie should be the Cameron family crest at this point. But, <laughs> you know, she once defended the Oregon bakery that illegally refused to bake a wedding cake for a lesbian couple. So, yeah, yeah. she's not she, she's not for the rights of uh, very many people or, or she's for the rights of a very specific group of people. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. And she's also just, you know, with that that whole family is you know all in on homophobia especially her brother so mm -hmm. the tanners yeah yeah the whole tanner <laughs> family has really gone to shit oh candace but again it's like there was another one where she like posted a thing where she's like a, on tiktok where she's like am i the villain here like kind of like trying to like troll people about like what her you know bigoted stance was but it's like you're I don't know. She's 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 only relevant in that she was in a seminal show for a lot of people's childhoods. Other than that, it's not like you're talking about like a real mover and shaker. So it's like, I don't know, Miles, her acting talent is undeniable. I think it's we undeniably it. awful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're right. Talk about her personal life all you want. But <laughs> for me, game recognized game. And I can't. <laughs> She can't was the weak point in a cast that was not was not full of, you know, the world's greatest actors. Somehow but. two of the cast members that were incoherent babies ended up becoming the bigger stars on that show. Yeah. So, and were much more talented and gave more convincing performances. Better fashion sense too, you know. Oh my God. Way yeah. cooler when looking or when way cooler looking when they smoke cigarettes at a young age. And in case it's not clear to you what safe means in this case, last year, like that, their definition of what safe and traditional family last year, they made 12 Christmas movies. Ga Gaff, is that what it is? And uh, Great family, all yeah. but one centered on straight white characters. So, wow. You know. <laughs> the other was a white savior story. <laughs> and one, one of the companies bankrolling the channel belongs to a Republican National Committee co-chairman. And Donald Trump Jr.'s fan. Although that could be said about probably every company in the country. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, it's all. Yeah. Check out Warner Discovery Plus. You know, you're going to get yeah. some uh, interesting stuff there. I too. think they even have a talking point about like these are safe movies that value, quote, American culture and, quote, heritage. So yeah. heritage is one of those words that it's like, oh, you're like you're trying to disguise it, but really not not much. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, our heritage as you mm-hmm. know, violent colonizers. Our yeah. heritage of putting the Confederate flag on the on the orange Dukes of Hazard car. <laughs> like, yes. Hey, yes. hey, we're not going to slander that beautiful vehicle on this show. American culture, heritage, and lifestyle. Like those are. Mm. 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 my favorite ingredients on my way to fascism all right let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about effective altruism what could be wrong with that happy pride from tomboy x celebrating pride and the queer community all year Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Uh, last week, there was this like few write-ups I saw about something called the Modern Day Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, project. And I was like, what is going on? We asked JM, our writer, to, to do a little digging on this phenomenon. 
And it turns out it's it's a real thing. And if you loved summer camp, but you a wished it had more guns and endurance tests and B, you're currently a sad adult man. We've got great news. You can sign up for this project or this weird camp. And while you'd think a modern day night would presumably just spend their time chilling out with Michael Caine and Andrew Lloyd Webber in a castle somewhere. These guys are basically just in a boot camp, like a twelve thousand dollar boot camp. And the website, if you go to the website, what they're saying, it's designed for men who are, quote, living in unfulfilled life of passivity and frustration or what they call, but clearly are, are, are like unable to trademark, quote, the walking dead. Uh, he said, in simple terms, most men surrender to circumstances and accept mediocrity. So they're trying to get you in your like masculine grind mindset. And the introduction also includes passages about what it means to be a man, like in bold letters says, what does it mean to be a man? And apparently it means being one type of primate rather than a different kind. Uh, <laughs> they said they don't need to look any further than nature because nature never lies. The picture of the left depicts a chimpanzee and a bonobo ape on the right. And the chimpanzee is like showing its fangs and like snarling and teeth gnashing. The bonobo is like, just like, hey, I'm just chilling. And it says, when you understand the difference between these two creatures, you'll know why some men can walk into a room and instantly command presence and respect. The way of the chimp is based on strength, courage, honor, and brotherhood. The way of the bonobo is based on weakness, pleasure, full-time relaxation, and fun. I'm sorry. Don't relax but to, or have fun, y'all. Yeah, or who you'll wants not that? be a man. Bonobos have a ton of sex, too. Yeah. Like, that's like, what, what are you... What are you? How are you? Oh, they're tapping into a very specific type of man that the mm -hmm. internet. A type has of man created. who doesn't want a lot of sex, apparently. Well, I think Which makes sex. Yeah, it makes I sense. Think, I mean, maybe yes, but also the guys who feel that they are like, what's the the term they use? Involuntarily celibate. Oh, incel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and especially because some of those guys seem very hard up to be like. To have their manhood defined and outlined for them in a way that is then not questionable and doing something like this. We're like, no, I was with guides and wilderness. So it's you could never tell me I wasn't masculine or that I didn't have the answers. I took leadership courses. I've right. also got like a lot of I used to work for uh, um, all the names are escaping me today, guys. I'm so sorry. They're like life coaches. But okay. their brand is not based on anything other than tearing you down in subtle ways oh, like, like the writing guru? of yeah well like the writing is will be like this doesn't it suck that no one loves you and don't you wish your body was a little bit better so you can be more confident when you talk to people oh right but you Pre don't have those skills but i definitely do right. so you know make sure like they just constantly are like reminding people of any possible insecurity so that by the time you're finished reading their letter you feel like you need help right and that's right, definitely right. like reading on the website here's a okay if you've made it this far down this page, then I can already tell that you're not like most men who know they're meant for more, but allow fear and poor discipline to stifle their personal development, income, and impact. Like, that's key phrasing yeah. to just like trigger a person with low self-esteem into purchasing whatever the package is. And it's really horrifying that copy can do that. It's very successful. Yeah, the power of copy and also the power of the chimp. Too. Let's not forget, <laughs> courage and honor are foundational to the chimpanzee, not randomly biting off the face of your, like, human owner. <laughs> like, that's when I see chimpanzees in the fucking news. It doesn't sound very honorable or brotherhood. 
But again, they're wild animals, and that's why you shouldn't keep them as pets. The pictures are so upsetting. Like, it's a bunch of men in the water in white t-shirts. They're kind of dirty. They all look very tired and hungry. Yeah. It's like a cross between a baptism and like a trial by, by fire. fire. Yeah. Exactly. Baptism by fire. You got it right there, Joel. <sighs> the founder of this is some guy named Bedros Kulian. And uh, he wrote the he's got a YouTube channel and he's got a book called Man Up. And, uh, you know, Ooh. his YouTube channel, he's got stuff like this guy's tatted. He's like just ripped like bearded Gen Xer dude. And it's like the just the card says cancel culture. OK, yeah, I'm sure there's some really interesting takes on there. And he like, you know, the, this whole thing conclusively proves why toxic masculinity isn't a thing using graphics borrowed from a mid 90s karaoke video, because mm. there are these like videos that. Like in impact font. Look, I love it. I loved impact font, too, when I first discovered fonts as a child. But this <laughs> the style guide is terrible here. And it, there's like there's just like these in these videos, that stuff is no such thing as toxic masculinity, like played over very just, you know, mundane B-roll type of stuff. But again, according to this guy, his goal is to present men with a crossroads. And it's either stay a bitch or become a beast in his words, which is also incidentally the same crossroads presented to the prince in Beauty and the Beast. But one of the project's head instructors, Steve Eckert, he's like saying, you're not allowed to be a man anymore. You're almost a racist if you're a man these days. It's crazy. Oh, you're confused. (laughs) You haven't been understanding the message, sweetie. Oh, no. That's such a weird thing to say. Like, you couldn't write better comedy than that, where someone's like, <laughs> you're almost a racist if you're a man these days. What do you, what, what are you, what are you, well, what are you is clearly wrapped up in their whiteness based off of all of the, uh, if you go to the video section, you, they have testimonials. Yeah. And it's looking very white in there. I'm not well, seeing anybody else. Joel, again, you know, I, 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 I don't want to be regressive here, but this isn't for you, okay? Clearly. It's for bros. It's for bros with $12,000 to pay, not including flights or accommodation, so they can get not screamed Not accommodations at, at 12000 No. That's just to be yelled at and play with guns and get told you're a pussy by some fucking ripped guy. And then I think you come out the other side better pay a dominatrix it's money better spent and they're probably not going to cost you twelve thousand dollars yeah right exactly for 12 grand you could build a pretty good dungeon a hundred percent explicitly like this uh, this whole thing like there's a lot of militarized stuff sure because you know what deep-rooted psychological problem hasn't been solved by a handgun Uh, i think it's a very very good combination that they have going (laughs) there and like the beginning of this quote-unquote project Starts with people being thrown into a car with bags over their heads. Like the recruiting scene in old school. (laughs) We're getting their fraternity together. Just snatching people off the street. And then they have to do a lot of physical challenges. And there was like, apparently someone, this isn't confirmed, but like someone in like a Reddit post was talking about like a guy who did it and said that they were were buried alive in body bags for a little bit too. All on their way to... With what's yeah. been happening. Because, like, okay, so now it's so interesting. Okay, so it's, like, not just that, like, motivational speaker kind of life, but it's also a little bit of, like, Christian church camp. If you've ever right. had to go through that, it's also a little bit 
I forget what they're called, but like basically it's traumatized like an entire generation of teenagers whose parents would like pay to have them kidnapped and called oh, like, like those like straight. troubled teen camps. And yes, that yeah, was yeah, actually yeah. turned out to be like weird worker camps where kids were being like sexually assaulted, but also yeah. worked to the point of exhaustion, sometimes death, where girls were forced to like take their pregnancy to term and forced into like long term isolation spaces, like horrible spaces. But again. I think it feeds into this idea for a certain kind of guy who thinks like the only way to prove that I am a man is by going through the most amount of hardship as possible. And because I wasn't fortunate enough, quotes, to go through any misfortune previously, I have to manufacture it later in life to prove a point. It's very weird. Well, it's to wake up my weakness inside of me. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm going. And that's why Jack is there today. Oh, I didn't want to no. reveal that on the show. That's why Jack's out. He's still he's someone like, extracts Jack immediately. He is not built for this. Ever since someone said he didn't know how to pose with his hands in a photograph, he's really been <laughs> grappling with that. And he's like, well, what he if I had idea. guns in my hands and wood? <laughs> so, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to him. Uh, but he'll oh, come no. back with a great assessment of that. So, yeah. Uh, just, you know, to uh, just to everybody out there, you don't need to pay $12,000 to find out you're you got a lot of just therapy is cheaper. I'm gonna be mm. honest. Twelve thousand dollars worth of therapy, shit. Ooh, you're gonna be good after yeah. that. <laughs> Real tell straight. You, tell you who will be able to look somebody in the eye during a conversation, and it won't be because someone hits you with a two by four on your back while you're oh doing push-ups. Oh my god, buried alive. Rowan, is there any part of this experience that appeals to you in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, this sounds well, very I Vermont can... man to me. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping there's other the options besides bitch or beast. Like, some, is there like a middle <laughs> middle option? Yeah. But I'm also thinking about this. Like, I just saw this video on Twitter, of course, of these dudes jousting each other on like, you know, they had like real lances, but on bicycles. And, you yeah. know, the lances had like a, you know, almost like a, a boxing glove thing on the end. So they wouldn't actually like kill each other. Okay. But like charging at each other on bicycle and jousting. And I'm wondering if this is part of being a modern knight or if this is totally separate. It sounds like it would go right into the curriculum, no problem. Yeah, if anything, those guys jousting at least they're. I feel like that's like hardcore larping, you know. Like at least you're like you're doing the fucking thing. But then you have like a nerf like, sword. It'd be very bendy. Nobody's yeah. getting hurt at a proper larping session. My dad, like in the '90s in New York, his friend used to do these like weird like fight club things in New York where people would make their own armor with like parking cones and shit and they just fucking get down in parks like Washington Square Park and shit. What? <laughs> yeah. And like Being I think it was more so like a foreign to me. I don't understand this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think there there's just this like weird, bizarre trying to capture what they believe is quote unquote like masculinity. And I think for a lot of like men, they like maybe like hold their grandfathers in high regard too and are like yeah, that guy who was in a war who didn't cry, but also like gave my dad a lot of weird issues because the way he raised him. That's Had an a entire family man. across state lines and never yeah. communicated with his children. G- great example. Super that dude good was job, a beast. Guys. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was out in the field working every day. He was exhausted. He broke his body and there was no one able to fix it. Like, you don't want to be that guy. You're so I do. lucky. <laughs> I don't want to be no pussy. I want to be a beast. Pussy who's is in great. His, you who's would big only empty wish house <laughs> with his creepy candelabra and teapot that talk to me. <laughs> or that's Beauty and the Beast. I forget. Anyway, Rowan, I got to ask you. I want to talk a little bit about food because that is your 
area of expertise and your new podcast about chocolate. Because, you know, right now we have Thanksgiving upon us. I have many questions. Like, first off, is there a perfect Thanksgiving food? Before we get into the podcast, I just want to kick that off from there. Is there a perfect Thanksgiving food in your opinion? You know, I'm going to I'm going to throw uh, throw a sort of one at you from left field. Well, I actually think the the thing that should start off every Thanksgiving meal is oysters. Oh, go on. Are you guys? Are you, are I you love guys, oysters. Yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. Some people. I, two, I have two shuckers. Oyster. I am oysters house. are a deal breaker for some people. But you're on. I don't know. Yeah. Do you like I'm, I like the little slimy? I love the brine, too. When it's briny, it's my yeah, favorite. It tastes like exactly. Exactly. Yeah, actually, a, a box of oysters just arrived to my house like an hour ago nice. for Thanksgiving. That Thanksgiving is when they're at their best. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, and people don't realize this, but oysters have a whole like seasonal thing because they're lifestyle. So when the water gets cold, they start to get they they, they kind of go into hibernation winter, just like little tiny bears. So and just like little tiny bears, they they plump themselves up to survive that hibernation period. So oh, when the God. things get cold in the fall, they start eating like crazy and and fattening themselves up. So around like Thanksgiving through New Year's, they are at their like peak of deliciousness. I had no idea. Yeah, I had okay. no idea. A whole new world. Wait, so why start off with oysters? I mean, like, I don't I'm not it, like, is there some experiential science to that? Or why? Why do you why do you say that is the perfect opener? Well, they don't really fill you up in any way, you know, like there's nothing. Mm. they're kind of like living salt water in a sense. So, yeah, it's just like you get a quick hit of of salty, oceany deliciousness and then they're gone. And so you're not like you're not ruining the, the 25 courses to come. Right. Oh, man. Now I'm, I'm now I got to go. But of course, you don't drink anything with your meat. So they're really salty. So. I don't know. You kind of have to have. I mean, I'll have something <laughs> after, but I'm never going to be like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> first drink the liquor out of the out of the shell, then have a sip, yeah. then eat the oyster. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have something after. I'll have no, you got to have the liquor after. for sure. Yeah. And well, Joel, what about you? Is there perfect Thanksgiving food? Yes. Uh -huh. I'm stealing my answer from Samin Nostrat, who okay. said that cranberries, because they're the only acidity on the table. And they cut through everything. It's absolutely <laughs> wow. like if you don't have cranberry sauce, it's not Thanksgiving to me. And I'm a I'm a jellied can girl. Yeah, I like it real basic. My, my dad likes it because you can slice along the ridges, so it's like perfect portions of it. I I love cranberry sauce. It's my. Favorite, I was just saying but... yesterday I can't do cranberry sauce. I just why it's, uh, why I just don't. There I I have a my palate is not all. It's not attuned. For that burst of cranberry on my Thanksgiving plate. I just, I know why it's there, but I just prefer, I, I don't indulge. I like to keep it pretty straightforward. Have you, have you tried all the versions? There's so many versions. You tried the kind I of have. We were talking about compote. We were talking about, yeah, I've tried. I've, look, I always try. It's like candy corn. I'm like, yeah, this year is the year. And then yeah, I'm like, ah, no, I don't want this. How could you talk this. about cranberries and candy corn in the same sentence? This is blasphemy. I'm just saying it's like a thing that I always <laughs> feel like this will be the year that I open up to. And then I realize I just need to accept that it might not be for me. Uh, OK, you know, that's, that's it. That's your truth. It's wrong, but I understand it. OK, what about favorite dessert for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Go, Joel. Oh, crap. Probably a chocolate pecan pie. Is okay. ideal for me. I don't like a pumpkin pie. I need my gourds cooked in breads. Yeah. 
or roasted, like fire roasted, where they're like almost caramelized. Right. But a chocolate pecan pie, especially if you can get one from like a South Carolina, Georgia, Texas area. I forget wow. about it. Sensational. Actually, Connecticut has really good one too. Listen, I'm glad you brought up I'm glad you brought up chocolate. Because <laughs> Roman, <laughs> my man, <laughs> Obsessions, Wild Chocolate is your podcast. And there's chocolate is something I love to eat. And every time I see it like harvested, I'm like, that's fucking chocolate. <laughs> like, how, how that how that turned to chocolate. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. like your your podcast and like, you know, just give us a little bit of an education like you did on red wine and oysters. Uh, so you're right. Like, yeah, like so chocolate is made from the seeds of this tree uh, that grows in, in the tropics called a cacao tree. And you open up these pods and it's right. just it looks like this white, slimy, maggoty pulp. And you're like, that's definitely not chocolate. <laughs> right. um, so it has to go through this whole process where they they scoop out the pulp and the seeds and ferment it. And, oh, it has to be fermented? Yeah, it's it has wow. to be fermented or it never tastes like chocolate. So, okay. And that's part that's part that sometimes gets skipped in like crappy chocolate. But anyway, so they do that and then you dry it and then you have to roast it. And then it starts to look almost like almonds, like these brown beans. And then those right. get ground and mixed with sugar to make chocolate. Man. Okay. So I, I had no idea it had to be fermented. Note to self. Yeah. That's why I'll never be able to make it. And it, it smells almost like, like chocolate wine when it's fermenting. Like you walk through an area where, where it's all being heaped up and fermented and it's like, it feels alcoholic almost. Oof, okay, I like that. Like what, you know, what is it about chocolate that makes it, it's like one of these like coveted things throughout history, you know, and, and even now, like we, like it's, it's one of Joelle's favorite desserts, like certainly my favorite kind of ice cream. And if anything has chocolate, I'm like, yes, that. And like oysters, I guess people say it's an aphrodisiac, but I don't know if that's what, what the science is behind that. But what, what is it like, you know, like, why is it, why does it, like, why is it so what is why is it so powerful in your estimation? Like in looking at how yeah, so yeah, many totally. people like fight over totally. it, and it's like this just gigantic industry. And that's one thing that we we keep trying to explore in the podcast is what why why do people go crazy for this stuff? Why do they go to such great lengths for it? And part of it is it's actually a pretty good recreational substance. It's got mm. a bunch of different psychoactive compounds in it, so they're not like they're not going to hit you over the head like uh, like ayahuasca or anything, right? But it's got a lot of compounds in it that make you feel good, you know, like that get the dopamine going. So, and that's why, you know, the Maya and the Aztec, it, it was, chocolate was like the heart of their rituals. Like all their ceremonies, they would be, they always did it as a drink, like basically like a hot chocolate, a really thick uh -huh. hot chocolate. And that was like their thing that they worshiped with because it made you feel really good. So it's got, it's got some cannabinoids in it. It's got some things that sort of get your heart going a little bit. But then it's got other stuff that just, you know, science-wise, no one really knows why. But it, it, you come away feeling like yeah good about the universe. No, you know? I, I'm sure anybody who likes chocolate can think of a time they've they had a chocolate that they tried for the first time that was so good and like, like you get a wave fucking washes over you. I don't know if I'm being hyperbolic, but exactly. sometimes I have that sensation like something really rich like chocolate. I'm like. I feel like I'm going to hyperspace <laughs> on the Millennium Falcon and shit. Like lines go, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, me too. Me I too. Had no totally. idea. In fact, I can't do it late at night or like I'm in hyperspace and not sleeping. You know. Oh, luckily so, I don't have that issue. I could, I could eat, I yeah. could eat 
Oh yeah, yeah. I can drink espresso in bed and I'll I'll be fine. But I, oh, wow. it's, it's just wow. not a good idea to just eat chocolate in bed. Anyway, uh, my <laughs> wife doesn't like that. But Joa, are you? When I saw your face going in all kinds of places when he was talking about all yeah. the psychoactive chemicals, I'm like. No, because I believe now. it. I believe it. Like my mom growing up, she loved it like a dove chocolate. So she would like have them yeah. in the kitchen little things. And then they were like perfect little bite sized like pick me ups, you know? Right. I think every major celebration in my life has had some form of chocolate nearby. It, you know, whether it's like a birthday cake or you know, an ice cream after like an an epic fail. <laughs> um, it's always it's like a I don't know. I think chocolate, especially as an American, I'm not sure like globally <laughs> what it's like, but as an American, there's always some chocolate nearby if you need to pick me up or if you need to celebrate yeah. or if you need a random gift to hand off because you're seeing somebody randomly like it's just it's available to us at all times in every ways. And I'm grateful for it. Right. And that even like to your point, Rowan, it feels like that's like it's weird that even a box of chocolate, like people are like, thank you for this gift. You know what I mean? Because any other like sweet, like quote unquote candy, someone might be a little bit like, oh, this doesn't quite rise to the occasion. But chocolate, like we still like we hold it like it's still sacred in, on some level. Especially if you get like a, one of the fancy boxes. So not to be this person, but I'm going to name drop a little bit. Zoe Chanel, when we launched her podcast, <laughs> sent us chocolates. And I was like. Oh, okay. That's kind of cute. But then I had them and I was like, oh, this is Zoe Chanel level chocolates. Like, yeah. These You're like, are... I can eat three of these a year. Wow. <laughs> next level. You do notice so that good. totally with like the really good stuff. Yeah. The next level stuff. It's like you you get more of that hit, like that mm -hmm. right? slightly drug like hit, but it's not so, too much drug like. Mm -hmm. That's what a, that's what's so good about it. You know, like a little chocolate mid morning and uh, it's, it's just oh, like a yeah. perfect pick me up. Wait. Okay, so explain this, because there's levels to everything. And, like, Rowan, I, I know you just said, oh, yeah, the good stuff. What are, like, I know, like, your latest episode is talking about, like, like big chocolate, you know? Yeah. Like, and. Yeah, the bad guys. What, Those are the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so first off, what's the difference between, like, a regular chocolate that we're like, oh, yeah, that's good, and one that, like, you're like, this is the, this, like, what are the absolute heights of chocolate dump that I'm not aware of or, like, I yeah. want to be aware of? Yeah. So it, it kind of goes back to that, partly to that fermentation thing. So ch chocolate, it's a huge industry. It's like a, a like a multi bill, hundred billion dollar industry, five million tons of cacao grown every year, mostly wow. in Africa. And there's some real issues with forced labor there. Like uh, there's a lot of child labor involved. And the chocolate companies have had for like 20 years, people have been after them saying, y'all got to figure this out, you know, right. And the prices they pay are really low. And that's why there ends up being this like child labor because the farmers in Africa end up have, using children because they're being paid so little for their cacao. And they also aren't paid enough to like treat, to, to like do all these quality steps that they need to do. Mm -hmm. But the, the chocolate companies, the big chocolate companies, they haven't really gone out of their way to try to fix that because they want to keep the prices low would be that they don't, they don't say that, but it seems right. pretty clear. But then, so chocolate originated in the Amazon, in the Americas, and there's still like these old varieties there that have amazing flavor, usually just grown in these like tiny farms in Latin America that have kind of been forgotten about by the industry. And that, and wow. they are often going to all these steps to ferment it really well, to draw out those amazing flavors and those drug-like effects. Mm -hmm. More expensive, but, and they're also not using slave labor. Right. So the, the, 
there's a shift now. There's a, like people are really pushing to like try to embrace these uh, these more equitable, more sustainable forms of chocolate production that yeah. are coming from the Americas, and also to have that happen more in West Africa as well. Right. So that's the difference. It's I, it, it's, like, it's funny. Every industry is always like, yeah, and the conditions are so bad for the workers because of cost cutting measures. And you're like, eh, yeah, yeah totally. It's like, like, exactly it, what it is in chocolate. If if the like if you know, farmers in like West Africa were paying workers an equitable wage. How much do you think chocolate would actually cost? Like what kind of a, like what's the cost thing, the savings that the like big chocolate companies are so like, being like, oh man, it's the difference between a $5 and a fucking $60 thing or what, like what, how much and of that's a difference the thing. is that? It's not, it's the difference between like a $2 Hershey bar and a $3 Hershey bar. And yeah, like, so the, the governments in like Ivory Coast and Ghana have like, they just put a premium on their their chocolate, right? Their, right. their cacao. They're like, all right, we're going to charge you an extra four hundred bucks a ton, so that all the farmers can have a livable wage. And Hershey immediately like went around that and bought like I forget thirty thousand tons of cacao on the futures market at a lower price to get around having to pay that like pre wow. livable wage premium. So the big the big guys have been avoid trying to avoid higher prices at all costs and they won't be able to for long but yeah it's not that much different it's like yeah everything would be a little more expensive that's <laughs> well, that's so wild and fucking hershey huh i mean it's like <laughs> it's again it's one of these things too you always see about like fair trade there's always, like every year there's a new fair trade thing you know because right, well, like yeah. our consciousness is now realizing oh yeah like we got to look at our coffee like harvesting practices and you look at this harvesting practice and now with chocolate you, is it like so it is a burgeoning movement like it can where because I want to be able to now say I want this kind of chocolate because my man right. Rowan just put yeah. me on. What is like what's 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 like the Rolls Royce of chocolates that we can put some of our listeners onto for who <laughs> those who participate in the chocolate indulging experience? All right. So the the, the real Rolls Royce for me right now is a, a woman I focus on the podcast named Luisa Abram. She's a Brazilian woman. She came out of, she quit culinary school like 10 years ago when she was in her mid-20s and decided she just wanted to make chocolate out of the wild cacao growing in the Amazon. So she's been partnering with these different different indigenous groups in different parts of the Amazon to make a chocolate with each of their cacaos and mm. basically to, to funnel that money back into their community. To, basically, wow. it's a way of, because chocolate, it grows as an understory in the rainforest in the Amazon. Like, it's a little tree. So if you harvest the chocolate, you don't have to touch the forest. So you can sort of keep, it's a way of, of create, making money while keeping the forest alive. So she's partnering with these different groups in the Amazon to do that. And also each one of those cacaos has a totally different flavor to it. Right. So you can kind of like taste all these different flavors of the, of the rainforest through your chocolates. And wow. those are properly fermented too, right? And beautifully fermented. That's one thing oh. she does. And I was with her. Like, we, you go to these areas, middle of nowhere, you know, you're like sleeping in a hammock and trying not to get eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> and you're teaching these workshops about how to ferment the beans to make really good chocolate. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, see, now I can, now I'm armed with some, some good conversation for Thanksgiving. Rowan, can you drop there the you name go. again for listening? Louisa like, Abram. L-U-I-S-A. A-B-R-A-M. <laughs> and she has an awesome Instagram accounts where with amazing images of, of what she's doing um, that's a good place for everyone to start okay fantastic 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.